Welcome to another episode of the podcast. I'm Carlene Savage, conflict resolution expert and your host. And today it's going to take this weird kind of windy road. Um, someone came to me and talked to me about prayer and how interesting prayer is and how they can pray for somebody that matters to them. And it made my mind go to, huh, who do I pray for most? Who is always on my heart? And I would turn the question to you. Who is always on your heart? Now, you can have trouble with situations and things can, you can go through phases, but who is always on your heart? For me, that person that is always on my heart, and I don't mean always in a, in a good way. I can mean always in a, oh my gosh, I want to, you know, put a little chokehold on that person. And that's my husband. <laughs> chokehold and husband in the same sentence. Um, anyway, uh, if you think about it, our most intimate relationship, why is that one always there? And it's because we've exposed ourselves. We've, we've taken off all of our clothes, literally and figuratively. <laughs> and we have given our soul to somebody. We have shared that. We have shown them our most childish, selfish, egotistical sides. And we've shown them our most vulnerable, um, exposing, fear-based selves. And we've shown them our strength and our stalwart and our stoic selves. Is that intimate relationship. And for me, when somebody was talking to me this morning about um, prayer, I thought, isn't it interesting? No matter where I go, no matter the topic, the example always leads to either an intimate spouse or a spouse, an intimate partner, same thing, um, or a teenager. They always lead there. I was just training for a corporate and it was all corporate people. But it was interesting when they started asking questions about how to apply the Savage Theory of Resolution, which I train on. When they asked how to apply that, they used a very personal and intimate example. I'm having a problem with, well, when I interact with my husband or my wife, this is what happens. What can I do and how can I apply that theory of resolution to that when I'm training for, for you know, how to work in teams? So it's so interesting that it all turns when we go to pray. It goes to the most important things. It's not about, you know, how do we get our next house? You can certainly pray about your house and where to go or where to move, a job to take. But when it comes to troubleshooting, resolving, trying to find ways to dig in and fix something that feels so broken, it's going to go to that personal, intimate relationship. I know that we can go through a series with our seven children. Believe me, we've had plenty to pray about there and to worry about and to have sleepless nights over. We've had people that have lived with us um, that certainly were going through things. We would have teenagers that would run away from home and come to our come to our house. Why? I don't know. It wasn't because they were involved with one of our kids. It's because they knew... Um, my husband, for example, and they'd come over to our house. And so then we'd have to walk through that. So there are plenty of things to be prayerful about, worried about, stay up late and think and be concerned about. 
But where does my heart turn almost all the time? And that is to my husband, to the intimate partner. And it's because there, there I've shown all my cards. There I have undressed. There I have shown my pride, my guilt. It is an unbelievably safe and unsafe place to rest your heart. So what about this place? I was thinking, you know, what is that conversation? And I've realized, (laughs) as much as I don't want to admit it, I've realized I have some chops in this field. I love the fact that I understand conflict resolution. It was because of that relationship with my husband that I even saw a huge, massive value in it. And I'm going to begin over time to share more and more experiences. I had a micro-influencer say, why don't you just do one three-hour podcast and share your story because it is so varied and it is so different and it is so relatable why don't you do that? And and maybe I will. But today, today I just want to share with you, marriage is hard. Marriage is hard. On days, marriage is worth it. On other days, I question every single second that I stayed. I, to be honest, I have thought about divorce, not once, not twice, but probably you know, a good hundred times, (laughs) a good hundred times. And it's so interesting how we try so hard to be the Instagram image. And I don't mean, um, I don't mean that it's not true. What I mean is we usually only share the good. We usually only share the profound but we don't just share. And honestly, there have been years that my life is just an utter crapshoot when I wake up. I am married to a man that suffered a brain injury. Three car accidents in nine months rattled his mind. He came home different, different personality. He came home and I was no longer the love of his life. I was the enemy and part of the conspiracy. And that was 26 years ago. That day changed my life. That day changed our life. It changed how he looked at me, thought of me, treated me, loved me, didn't love me, didn't love me, dismissed me, used me, manipulated me. And it's not to say he's not a good person. He is. And over time, you're going to see that this man is epic. He is incredible. He is divine. And I have been so blessed and so fortunate. So just how do you get there, Carlene? How do you go from that explanation of your marriage to saying that this man is a divine, exquisite human being, a divine man, a gift of God, How do you go to that? And I say, 
<sighs> Marriage. Life with a husband or a wife. Intimate partner. Digging your heels in. Figuring out how to answer those questions without manipulation and without force. Now, I can give a darn good sales pitch. I can give a darn good compelling reason why you should do certain things, but not here. I will still give that same stance, but it's choice. One thing I have learned above all else is you give choice. When you give choice, you gain power, and not in an ungodly way. But suddenly when you give somebody the freedom to choose, and I don't mean ultimatums. I don't mean, hey, you do this or you do, you do this or else. That's not what I mean. But when you look at choice and you give somebody genuine choice to choose you. I remember there was a point in our marriage where he had, um, it was just so rough. It's been so rough. And I don't know if anybody, I'm confident there are listeners that know about people with head injuries, but it is rough if you haven't lived it. Um, So just sharing that you've lived your own challenges and that's rough. This is rough too. And I remember feeling at my total wits end and exasperated and I got prayerful. See, my heart turned. I got prayerful. God, I don't know what else to do. I don't know what else I can say. I can sacrifice. I can give up. I don't know. Show me the way. What can I do? And as I began to ponder, I realized, and it was like a light opening up my mind. And that's the thing about resolution. And that's the thing about processing is that you need to allow yourself to evolve. Today, it's this this enlightenment that you get. But in a year, it's going to be another enlightenment. So at this particular time, we were really struggling. And I turned to prayer. And as I began pondering upon my prayer and upon my husband, and I began to go, what else? Am I finished? Is the job done? Have I done all I can? I realized that... This man suffered brain injury. I was, I just went right into work mode, survival mode, take care of him mode. And it, and I did, was doing the job and I was doing it stellar. I was handling it. I was so proud of myself. Um, When I look back, I am so proud of myself, but man, I handled my stuff. But in that moment, in that period that I was in with my husband, and we're talking we're probably into it um, maybe two, 20 years, 20 years into our marriage. And, and, um, and I'm sitting there going, hmm, what, what now? What now? I don't know. Huh? What else? And then that, that light opened up my mind and I could see. And I decided I was going to go and go to him and approach him on this, those options, those choices. And I said to him, you know what? I realize you're here with me and we go along and you, you follow and then you fight and you kick back and you deceive and you do all these things. But what I never realized 
is you never got the choice. You never had the choice to choose me with this new personality, this new way of looking at the world, this new way of responding. You never chose me as that person in that mindset. Now, the old you chose me. We were like fairy tale. People admired our relationship. I admired our relationship. I loved my relationship, my marriage with him. It wasn't great, and he still had his huge flaws because, you know, I was perfect, right? <laughs> but, just teasing, um, but we still had our flaws, but it was, I loved it. And then I realized this man had never chosen. He had these three accidents in nine months. The last one turned him on his head, um, meaning it, it gave him a completely different life and forced him to live in this mind that he didn't craft. He didn't evolve over time. He didn't mature that mind. He was just handed it. And so I went to him and I said, you know what? I love you so much. You need to choose. I'm going to let you choose. And I'm not, I will have no malice. You need the right, the option, the gift to choose for yourself if this is what you want or don't want. So with full heart, with complete wholeness, I laid my heart at his feet and I said, you choose. You can be out of the marriage and I will love and support you and sustain you in whatever you choose to do or you can stay. But you need to have a choice about it. You need to have a say. You need to not be beholden to the doctors or people that told you you were stupid or people that didn't, didn't understand brain injuries decades ago. And so this is yours. This is my gift. I want you to think about it and you decide if that's what you want. And you decide if you choose and how you choose. What was interesting and whether or not I believed it to be authentic or whatever, it doesn't matter. But it didn't take very long for him to say, no, I choose this. What? With all of the torture that we were going through, the, the how we could not align, we did not communicate. He did think I was against him. He did accuse me of lots of things. He did do lots of things to offend our marriage. I did. I fought back fiercely. You would have thought I was the lion and the lioness, you know, over this marriage. I fought so hard. I was relentless. Sometimes I was utterly cruel. And I know that. And he still, having been given the option, chose the marriage. Now that is one of many things in our relationship and many epic turns in our relationship that has caused me to and us to really understand um, what it means to be married 
And I hesitated in my mind. I was thinking the value of marriage, the gift of marriage, the, no, this is what it means to be married. And we have, we have options every day. We have options. I choose to wear pants today. That's a choice. You get to do that every day in your marriage. And that's one of the most important things that I've realized that allows the marriage to work is choice. What does that mean on the other side of that? Terror. (laughs) It means, holy crap, he may not choose me. He may not choose this. He may not choose us. He may not choose to be here or there. But it seems like every time I'm giving him the option, he's choosing to do some version of what I was hoping anyway. So it's so interesting that that is one of my biggest lessons in marriage is allowing choice. It's a beautiful day to just ask.